So, Catherine Leg, Cat, whatever the hell you're called, <laughs> uh, if you could summarize this dinner we uh, we just had in one word, what would it be? Open. <laughs> That's your fucking word. That's my fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was gonna say. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Cat. Catherine, like Cat, are Cat. We going, is it Cat? Are we, what are we going by? Catherine. Right. Oh wait, so do you not like Cat? It's not that I don't like it. It's just you prefer I'm, Catherine. I've never been Cat. Until. No, I'm Cat, but I'm not really. Uh, you're uh, not to us. Uh, I'm Catherine. Uh, but whatever. So this dinner we just had. So thinking about if you could sur- surmise it in one word, what would it be? Funny. Nope. That's strange. Nope. nope. Strange. We have to strange. delete okay. so much of this stuff. Yeah, this is literally gonna. Every give me a word. Tell me a word. No, like you gotta be original. Don't say original. Oh, I'm gonna say original. <laughs> How did you know? It's Boom! Be I got this one, guys. All right, ask me again. I'm ready now. <laughs> so, Catherine, if you had to say or define the show in one word to set us off on the interview, what would it be? Delicious. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that might be our best one. You can't <laughs> laugh right after. <laughs> I'm just copying words that you said already. Game face, bro. Okay. Catherine Legg, if you had to describe the show in one word, what would it be? Just just say something. Let it out. <laughs> I want to burp now. <laughs> <laughs> She's competitive. <laughs> Catherine, if you had to describe the show in one word, what would it be? Degenerative. <laughs> That's <laughs> cryptic. I'm going to Google that real quick. And Degenerative. Play, just play the music. Just it's play the music. Also hereditary? I don't know, like well, I mean, it degenerated, right? We started off. <laughs> we started off well. We had a couple of glasses of wine, and it degenerated. Sure. Does that not make sense? We have. A, I'm going to call that one the keeper because. <laughs> nope, nope. We need to do another one. <laughs> Catherine, if you had to describe the show in one word, what would it be? Amusing. An underwhelming setup. Hmm. And now for dinner with racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. <laughs> So, welcome to the next installment of Dinner with Racers. And I'm, I'm Ryan Eversley. Okay, fine. I'm Sean. Was that too early? That's good. Uh, all right, if you don't know who we are... Don't worry about it. It's good. So, uh, we are coming to you somewhere between Florida and Atlanta on our drive back to Ryan's uh, home. I'm so tired. So, it's October 31st, 2015. We are wrapping up a cross-country trip in which uh, we took Ryan and his... Acura MDX. With what tire? Continental tire. And uh, we met up with a ton of people in racing that we thought were interesting, and we invited them to dinner. So, there wasn't an agenda. We didn't have a structure. Some of them we didn't know, uh, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. Continental tire. Took us uh, how many miles? 8,000. Yep. 30 days. 20 states. All to get 27 meals, 
so that our fans could turn around. They criticize us. Yay! So anyway, next up, Catherine Legg. So Catherine is like a lot of uh, drivers that are out there now. She started in karts, did what she could in, in Europe to uh, make it through the formula categories. Eventually moved over to the U.S., which is sort of where she found her, her big fame. Uh, big notoriety for Catherine came in 2005 when she became the first woman to win in sort of a major U.S. category of open wheel racing, uh, winning at Long Beach in the uh, Atlantic Series with Champ Car. Uh, and that sort of set her, her career to where she's at now. So she's driven everything from Champ Car to DTM to multiple Indy 500s and now is currently a driver for Delta Wing in the uh, WeatherTech Championship. And uh, interesting dinner we had. Yeah, she talked a lot about how her dad influenced her early career as well as uh, letting us know who her least favorite teammate was and she had some choice words for him. As well as uh, enjoying a glass of wine and uh, a little bit about the challenges of sports car racing that uh, she's sort of headed towards. And all this taking place at Zuma Sushi in Atlanta. Ryan, you had? I had a rainbow roll and the trust me roll. And I had a chicken sandwich. Of course. So uh, thanks once again to Continental Tire. Let's talk to Catherine. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Um, did you have pizza? Yeah. Are you going to have dinner number two? Yeah. This is dinner number two. <laughs> we split a pizza that way. We were yeah. Right, we like crossed go. arms and oh, fed each did other. Did we not bring the leftovers? Oh, <laughs> shit. We really didn't. Damn. And, uh, you, and it was one of those things like the owner uh, yeah. of the place came by to make sure everything was good. Oh, cool. and And we hadn't gotten a bill. So I'm like trying to pull that like like pretending like I you know want to pay the bill but hoping he, he's going to cover it because of course we're great publicity because there's clearly going to be thousands of people <laughs> listening <laughs> and uh, I'm like oh you know we didn't get a bill waiting for the oh don't worry about that's it that's okay he's like oh yeah hold on oh <laughs> man <laughs> close one let me make sure I don't think this place is going to do that either I'm pretty man. sure yeah, they, they don't even do know that we're shots. here so yeah. <laughs> they have the good guy working though the guy yeah. that's buying the sushi bar he's the so we're we're eating at uh, what's this place called Zuma Zuma, Zuma. And we were originally going to go to across the street because allegedly you love the dessert there. Chocolate cake, yeah. It's chocolate cake. Um, yeah, we but call it over the road. Over the road, you know, it's back across the street. And you were going to tell, you keep saying over the road to me. And I'm like, I can't find this damn place on Google. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in fact the wrong damn name. Sorry. But, uh, uh, so apparently they're closed on Mondays because they're dirty hippies, like a lot of this part of Atlanta. Deal with it. And uh, but so I just walked across the street here. But this place is awesome. It's Over quiet. Yeah, it's I this is like my go-to place yeah. for sushi around here because it's always empty. No, <laughs> which isn't I, I guess had a, a good bad thing. But like, here, did you really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Do they have Japanese people in the U uh, UK? Yeah. They do. Yeah. Okay. And the food too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thought I'd ask. It's not a third world country. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what's there. It's no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to question. What what was the T-shirt? Back to back World War champs. <laughs> <laughs> Sean had never heard that before. I'd never so heard I that. Told him that th there's a shirt that says that. It's very like uh, America, America. And he's like, they should put that on a shirt. I'm like that. That's where I got. They have. Yeah. It's a thing. Done. <laughs> it's a it's thing. thing. Are we recording now? Yeah. yeah. We just jump right in. We don't tell anybody. We're just oh, damn. Yeah. All, uh, yeah. all those slurs you just said. Exactly. <coughs> Gonna be a problem. Clean my mouth out. You're going to want to talk to somebody about that. Uh, how long have you lived here, by the way? In the U.S.? Yeah. I moved over uh, 2004. I came over and I lived in Houston for three months. Okay. 2005, I lived in Chardon, Ohio. 
and then six and seven, I lived in Indiana. So basically, Indiana. as long as you've been racing the U.S., you've been living here. And then I assume during the DTM yeah, spell. I went back. Yeah, yeah. And I lived a year in England and two years in Switzerland. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Favorite country you've lived in so far? America. Yeah? Of course. What, why, uh, other than to make Sean happy, <laughs> what sets it apart from other places? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Um, just a general feeling. I think the glass is half full here, whereas it's more half empty back in Europe. Sure. You know, in Switzerland, it was so beautiful, but there it was very officious. You had to put stickers on your trash bags, um, you know, when you put them out. To like parse it out as to what's what? Or no, like it's like or a they postage just stamp. Know that you like stickers. Oh, yeah, like you're paying like you for, pay your trash. for your trash. Oh. Um, <laughs> and there's so many forms and stuff. To I got done for going one kilometer an hour over the speed limit there one time too. So it's just very, it's very proper, you know. Right. It's like German times 20. It's Swiss <laughs> precision is what it is, but yeah. Uh, so I got to say, you know, I'd never met your dad until yesterday. Yes. And we had lunch. Daddy. And uh, your dad, first of all, is damn awesome. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I love that dude. Papa. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call him, by the way? Daddy. Is it? Is it Daddy? Daddy. Daddy. Really? Daddy. Oh, Daddy. that's amazing. Um, figgy pudding. Daddy. <laughs> so what do you call your dad? Dad. Yeah, it's yeah. not daddy. Uh, He's sir. British. No. Sir. sir. Yeah. We're also I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we're also dudes. <laughs> like, do dudes in England <laughs> say daddy? I think they do, actually. Do they like, really? when, yeah, they're little, when they're thing. little really? kids. Yeah. yeah, we spell no mummy with a U. Yep. Huh. Yeah. But even, mommy. like, I understand that up to a certain age. But even, in, 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 you know, yeah. now that you're, because you're, like, well, 25 now. Right. And, 24 uh, and a half. 24 and a half, sorry. And, uh, and you, yeah, that's crazy. Um, well, my mom used to call her dad by his name, Brian. So I think it gets to a point where they just call them their actual name for the most part. But I think my mum and dad will always be mummy and daddy. Huh. I'll be like 70. Mummy. I admire that. Yeah, we can't get away with that. Like, I'd love to call my mom mommy, but uh, so it'd get the crap beat out of me. <laughs> like, you know, that's my mommy. What? <laughs> it's hit a point now uh, where, God, I hope my parents never listen to this, but like. <laughs> they won't. With, yeah, no, I know. Uh, with the, uh, the Asian that lives with me. Um, um, just sort of as a joke, we literally—I literally call them by their full left, full names. Right. So, like, so according to Kathy Heckman, like that uh, is what I don't say according yeah. to my mom in front of like Kathy Heckman. I know says, a bunch of guys like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just what we do, but it's very un-British. Well, like hardly ever do we refer to Lally as Lally when we're talking about him to other people. It's yeah. Andy Lally. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just what everybody calls him. Like writer, Andy Lally. Andy Lally. So uh, that actually brings up. So speaking of Andy Lally. So Spencer brought up a very interesting little factoid um, mm -hmm. uh, during lunch today that up until he met Andy, he'd always been Spencer. And then... Spence. Now he's Spence. <laughs> now he's still Spencer. It's like, I up until I met Andy, I was always Catherine. That's and what I was wondering. Is he Because he calls you Cat. I know. Oh, I thought we were all supposed to call you Cat. Well, I've always been Catherine. And so even Spencer said to me, he's like, because I knew Spence before... I knew Spence, see, I'm doing it now. Damn you, Andy Lally. <laughs> <laughs> see? See? <laughs> Andy Lally. I knew Spence before Andy. Well, no, I kind of knew Andy before, but I knew Spencer better. And um, he said to me, are we not calling you Catherine anymore? Are you calling you <laughs> Cat now? And I'm like, I've been called worse. Call me whatever you want That's to call me. That's such a Spencer question, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let me get to the bottom of this. What's going on here? <laughs> Instead of just going with it. Like, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, I was calling you Catherine dad. until I think Lally was the one that got me saying Cat. Say, say yeah. Well, that's the thing because I know Andy has a tendency to do this. I have never called you Cat. It's like I don't know her well enough to call her Cat. Um, <laughs> Kitty Cat. 
Well, exactly. So <laughs> that's just you know the, that maybe the built for comfort <laughs> speed, you motorboat and son of a. <laughs> <laughs> wow, got the reference straight away. It took no time. The built for speed or comfort. Do you know Andy's favorite movie, by the way? You spend too much time watching movies. Um, Andy's favorite movie, yes, I do, Which is, is that one with the uh, two Irish no, that's guys. False. <laughs> the one with Mark Wahlberg. No, that's the fourth one. <laughs> this is the one with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Oh, is he not Fast in the uh, is Shia LaBeouf in the second one? Is he? Well, yeah, but is yeah. he not in the fourth one? No, he's not. Oh, in he's it out of the franchise. It's all Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, so it's Mark Wahlberg and I forget who else. Because cats look at us like we have two heads. Well, we yeah. actually bumped into Mark Wahlberg in New York. The, I heard and about I this. I walked past him, him and I'm like, oh my god, that's Mark yeah. You were because Andy loves Mark Wahlberg from what I'm right? told. Right? Yeah. And he was yeah. like, huh? Yeah, you were in New York with the Potters and like you, John, and Emily. We're like, oh my That's god. That's Mark Wahlberg. Right? And Andy's just, of course, because Andy's just like, oh, shiny thing. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Like Andy Lally's thoughts Squirrel. as he's walking are probably Squirrel. like, Andy Lally, Andy Lally, Andy Lally, Andy Lally. No, it's, like, it's like Andy Lally food, food, <laughs> food, Andy Lally food, skateboards, food, food. <laughs> Pretty much. So. Um, so, so what were you going to say about my dad? Oh, your dad. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, to finish the. I have no interest the in talking about racing. The movie, right. the movie thing. Fair enough. He famously, <laughs> amongst our group of friends, five years ago, saw Transformers Two, and immediately pronounced it the best movie he's ever seen. Really? Like, it, right? Exactly. <gasps> two. Going on Transformers Two, so um, it's just because he fancies what's her name, uh, Megan Fox. Guess oh. who just started following me on Twitter? Megan no. Fox. No. Nicely wow. done. How wow. cool is that? Sweet. Wow. So you guys gonna hook that up or? <laughs> You know the difference between you and Megan Fox? Uh, there's quite a lot of differences <laughs> between me and Megan Fox. I would like to hear your answer, Sean. <laughs> you, Miss Leg, have talent. Oh, oh, oh is. is that out loud? There it is. What? It's only true. No, no. There it is. So, yeah. so, yeah, he famously said, Transformers was his Transformers 2 is the, was the best movie ever made, to which all of us like laughed hysterically in his face. And then, of course, tonight when <laughs> he we... He denied it. He denied, denied it. He's denied like, what are you talking about? Never so we actually it. phoned a friend. <laughs> who heard him we say use it? Our phone to friend card. Didn't even know that we were calling or anything. Just Speakerphone up. on the thing, and boom! Transformers two. He was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" <laughs> oh wait, what is that movie called with the two Irish people? That Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Now that's Boondock his actual that's favorite movie. Right. Yeah, that's right. his actual favorite movie. But he claimed immediately upon seeing Transformers two that it was the best movie he's ever seen. Yep. And we've never let that go. You know, yeah. I'm getting for Christmas now. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. Megan Fox's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Transformers? Uh, oh, so your dad. So my dad. So uh, he and I, because uh, you and Daddy. I are roughly the same age. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I think we got into karting around the same time. And and your dad's stories were very similar to my my stories with my dad of like, when you first started karting, you were packing the truck up. There mm -hmm. was no, there was no hauler. There was no tent with six go-karts in it. No. It was you and your dad figuring it out as you went. You know, he's a he's a home builder. He's not really a car mechanic, so yeah. it's not really his day-to-day -day thing. Uh, he, here's a random question. If you started karting today, knowing how the karting scene has changed, do you think you would be where you are now? No, not, not a chance. I right. don't think we had the money or the knowledge or anything to do that. Like you say, we did it on a shoestring. We put it in the back of his pickup. Um, my dad is freaking awesome. Like I wouldn't be where I was today if it wasn't for my dad. My dad is the... Yeah, he's the best dad ever. Um, so <laughs> I used to pretend that I was asleep though. So even though he's the best dad ever and I see that now, you know when you're a kid yeah. and they say, do as I say, not as I do, yeah. or you have to believe me about all this stuff. And I you're like, yeah, whatever, I, I know hear better. that now. 
Like my parents still say that to me. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. My dad's given up at this point. He's, <laughs> he's just like, like lost you do whatever cause. you want. Lost, lost cause. cause. And I probably exactly. say, in fairness, you've probably earned it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every single time, like no question. Anyway, sorry, Kevin. Um. So he used to. He's very analytical. Like analytical to the point where you know engineers. You meet certain engineers, and they're very analytical. My dad takes it to a whole other level. Even after a weekend, like he'll be back there today now and he'll be looking at all the Insta times and analyzing the split times and what he should have done here and there. So it was very hard. But he's hard. never driven. No, he raced like six go-kart races. Right. Um, but he qualifies them. He watches so much and he learns so much and sure. he does ask questions and it used to really wind me up. But now I'm actually really grateful because he does have some, some useful insights. But, you know, we'd be on the way back from Raura or something and it's like a six-hour drive carrying a trailer. And uh, he'd be like, so the 83 sprocket coming down the hill. This And it was like hour four of analyzing whether we should have lifted <laughs> the seat up or put an extra spacer on the front wheels. And so I used to have to pretend that I was asleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I tell you what, we had this country Which is what music. makes you a real race car driver. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's like qualification number one right yeah, there. Yeah, just like, oh. halfway checked out when it comes to setup. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to drive. I want to be successful. I'm trying I to get remember dirty. It. All the words. We had this country music. And country music is not big in the UK or definitely wasn't back then. Nor should it be. And uh, we had this country music tape because it was the only thing that was stuck and would play in the truck when we were driving. And I know every single word to every single song on that what tape. Was what was the album? I don't remember. I, because it was stuck in the... Yeah, you know, I know. It, it was probably one of those like repeating But it had players. like Convoy on it and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I, you've actually sang this in front of me before. And Sorry. You, you expected me to know it. Yeah, I remember right? that. You were American. You, well, yeah, literally, she's like, you know, the Convoy song. And I was like, what? She's like, what is wrong with you guys? Yeah, but you're just, a ba <laughs> you're just a baby, so you don't even remember the movie or anything, do you? What movie? What movie? Convoy. Google it. No, I don't remember the movie. I remember Over the Top. Do you remember that movie? No. Oh, okay, then get out of here. Talk to <laughs> me about Over the Top. Movies. I was about to say. Come on. That should become a musical play. Right. That is a real trucking movie. Yeah. It's about uh, Sylvester Sloan, who's a truck driver, who is a semi-pro, I guess maybe professional. Yeah, He's on the circuit, circuit at yeah. least. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, arm wrestler. Oh, and he I has need to, to see this And he like, has to arm wrestle to get his son, like, to... to Something to keep his son in his life or something, yeah. Um, but uh, and and he's a trucker, so I'm super psyched. Over the top. You know, I'm gonna watch that when I get back. To Over the, there's a it's classic. Uh, Have you seen Roadhouse? Uh, yeah, Roadhouse would be Ooh. exactly okay. where I was going. So, so you've clearly not seen what, what you would call cinema. Don't give me the young guy movie business <laughs> when you haven't seen Roadhouse. I mean, Dalton's the man. You gotta Have check you that seen out. Kickboxer? No. I don't think I'd ever watch a movie that had kicks. No, where he cranked things, get the whole tree down and the whole thing. Right, like I said, it's a little okay, hit It's the convoy on. of karate movies. We were watching Bloodsport. Bloodsport? Oh, sure. Yeah, I've seen yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah, see Bloodsport. Yeah. Kumite, okay. everybody knows that one. All right, whatever. It's classic. Cinderella. So your dad's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on topic. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a cool dude. Can I just say that she's by far the best smelling guest we've had? I, of this, I have zero doubt. Yeah, I mean, like, really bringing your A game there because the other two are just a letdown. Tom P smelled pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah he, well, like he smells a, of success. Exactly, that's what it was. It what was are you just doing like sniffing me? I, I can't help myself <laughs> <laughs> physically or possibly. I'm out. I'm done. Um, no, definitely the error or the, uh, the the. I think you brought the class. The, right, that's what it's it is. What it is. It smells you got like red wine for crying out loud. An accent that's like clearly fake, deal. but you're you're selling it so well. So. <laughs> I think I sound American, so I go home, 
And everybody in my group of friends and my family says that I've got a twang. <laughs> 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 and then I come over here and everybody says I don't. I sound no, British. So sound I, British. I sound like sound a mongrel. British. Although yeah. every American th- seems to think I'm from Australia. So I don't know. So oh, we're, <laughs> we're a dumb people. <laughs> That's what that is. Don't here, ignore that. So here, because yeah. uh, uh, I have a few friends that are that are English ladies. And there's this weird thing that American guys feel this need to do. And funny enough, I've noticed a, a friend of yours does this all the damn time. Copy. It's, it's it's the fake English accent. The guy feels oh, like, oh, um. hello. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who you could be referring to. I don't know. But He's got a lot better. Weird, like though. for some reason, everyone shows up and decides they're the most cockney English guy to ever meet right. you. Right. And just the world's worst accent. I mean, that's like a skit out of the office. Like yeah. the American office where like he would just keep saying. Yeah, and everyone feels this need. Does it? Right. Does it? One, is that true? But does that get a little old? Um, it doesn't bother me. It's really? One, no, it's one of those things where it doesn't bother me. You because I do it to Americans, too. Like, if I'm in the <laughs> South, I'll be like, all oh, y'all. I was about <laughs> to say, I've heard you say y'all like a hundred times. All right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like, it's watching not like a slur, slur to right? Yeah. I am an American country girl at heart. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, sort of. So many directions I'm not going. No one's um, going to hear this anyway, so don't yeah. worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so so you're not somebody that that got into racing with you know with a ton of means. You have no family connections, not nope. a huge amount of money. Nope. So you went karting. Um, yes. You and, and the karting scene in in England at the time, I I assume was probably somewhat similar to the U.S. Except the U.S. is far more spread out with their with their karting scene. So tell me about the, those first few years and and you know where did the transition to cars happen? So I um, I started racing go-karts. We went on, I start at the beginning, we went on a family holiday, or as you would say, vacation. Sure. And we went to Spain, and my dad and my uncle had a go on the go-karts. And um, I really wanted to have a go, but I was too young. We came back to England, and um, in the local paper, there was an advert for our local go-kart track. And my dad happened to see it and wanted to go over there. And I was always daddy's girl, and I was always a bit of an adrenaline junkie. You know, I always wanted to do the scary adventurous stuff um and my sister was very girly so it it was kind of weird because my mum and my sister would do stuff and my dad and I would do stuff and I would be playing football with him and so I went to the go-kart huh nothing go on (laughs) I went to the go-kart race with him and he was actually the first one to get a cart and so I used to go and I was nine and I pretended to be his little mechanic And then I nagged him and nagged him. And for Christmas that year, he bought me my first go-kart. And I remember him being out in the garage. Bless him. Best daddy ever again. And I remember him being out in the garage like every night for a couple of months doing something. And I don't know what it was, but we didn't see much of him. But he was putting together this go-kart for me that he bought. It was an all-kart, number 12. I remember it like it was yesterday. And um, so we did a couple of races together. But he didn't want to get hurt or anything to happen. And... So he decided just to focus on my racing. Um, I think he was obviously a bit older. So he he was concerned for his safety. <laughs> not for mine. But not but for yours. Like, what, were you 12, 13? Nine. Nine? I was nine. Oh, wow. It was a little 60cc cadet cart, though. But <laughs> in his, he was he was not a racer. So he'd never done anything like that before. And when you're older, well, he wasn't that old. I don't know how old he was at the time. I could probably work it out as far as getting Probably around. 36 and ancient. I th- no, I don't think he was. He was probably just, he was younger than I am now, for That's sure. That's funny. Anyway, go on. Um, but when you're learning something <coughs> like that now, it's more difficult. So he realized that he had limitations. 
And um, yeah, it was just as fun for him to do it with me as it was to do it himself. So we did that. We did that for 10 years, every weekend, come rain or shine. I mean, it was absurd. Sometimes we'd drive to the north of England to go to a go-kart race and uh, there'd be snow on the road and, you know, the, the trailer would be jackknifing. <laughs> and we'd get to the go-kart track and we'd have this big board of plywood on, on the front of the pickup. Right. And we'd be like trying to make these snow plow things to get rid oh. of the, you know, so, so we could go racing. It was, we were up at four o'clock in the morning and we were going and he said to me, because there's lots of karting dads, as we call them. Yeah, that right. Little league dads, we all know them, what yeah. we call them. Yeah. yeah, and they force their kids to go and do it or whatever. And he said, if you are ever not up or you have to lead, you have to pull me along. I'm not pushing you along. So um, it was just something I enjoyed doing with my dad. You know, my dad and I are very close. He's he's great. And um, I just had a passion for it. It gave me a purpose. It gave me, it kept me out of trouble. Sure, yeah, <laughs> sure. And um, it. Well, on it. that note, did they put restrictions on it? Like your grades had to be at a certain level? I had to do school. Yeah, I yeah. had to do all my exams and do school. And What um, does that mean? Do school. I understand going is like you had to keep it in us. Well, it like a lot of the kids when they're karting, they don't, you know, their parents would pull them out of school on a Friday, so they really? go to a go kart race. Yeah, I wasn't oh, allowed so you to had do to still any of that. You okay, get your stuff done. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to do all, and I had to do all my homework on the way, and yeah. you know, it was very important because there was absolutely no way at that stage, or even into my car racing, that either of us thought it would actually turn into a career. Although sure. I used to watch Formula One races with him, with like Nigel Mansell and stuff, and yeah. want that. I, there was no girls doing it. There were, we didn't have any money. There was no, we didn't know what we were doing, and so it was never even, never even entered my thought process right. that I would actually do it as sure. a what. It just a didn't career. seem like it. It just you, when it doesn't occur to you that it could be an option, you just don't look at it as an option. No, I worked in a bank. I wanted <coughs> to be an economist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. Well, you're clearly <laughs> <doing> <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so the the nine-year-old Catherine Lang, who did she look up to? Um, actually, there was. A few people. There was this one girl called Ellen who was the first woman to sail around the world single-handedly. That's cool. Ellen MacArthur, her name was. And I thought she was really cool. Um, But I sent her an email, you know, like 12-year-old Catherine. I think this was like just early teens or something. 12-year-old Catherine. Uh, Sent her an email. I think you're awesome. At 12 years old? Yeah, they had an email. Okay. Uh, Went on prodigy. (laughs) Anyway, go on. Sorry. Um... (laughs) I gotta get one nerd joke in a day. Uh, she never replied, so screw her. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ellen MacArthur. Yeah, she never replied, so <laughs> that I was like, well, that's she didn't have email. She's like, bitch. Right? Yeah. So she got dropped. She got dropped. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really have any female people to look up to you because they were all been and gone and done. Apart from then, along came Sarah Fisher, sure. who I'm yeah. still good friends with now, sure. and she's freaking awesome, and I love her to bits. Cool. The end. <laughs> the end. Well, Jack's thanks for break. coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for the wine. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So no. you, you went karting for ten years and 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 I did pretty good. Right. Uh, any any big titles? Any? Yeah. I mean, I won regional championships and lots of races. I finished third in uh, the national championship in 1996. It was wow. like the last year of my junior championships, and I was really pretty good. And I actually nearly won it, but. Anybody uh, that's still active today? Yeah, uh, yeah Jamie Green won it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And you raced against him in DTM, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we asked Spence, and, and uh, we didn't ask Andy this. Should have. We didn't get into any racing. Yeah. <laughs> it was mostly <laughs> like. Like some NASCAR, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to see, like, the people you raced against mm. as a as you cool started way. out. I have yeah. my uh, Formula Renault. I got pole in Formula Renault. 
the second race of the season I was racing with a good team and I uh, broke the lap record and it was Kimi Räikkönen's lap record that he'd done the year before. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, and wow. then in yep. that race there was like so many good people. Lewis Hamilton was in there and everything and I like, keep that. Heard of and him. then heard of him? Heard yeah. of him. Yep. And then every time, you know, when you feel a little bit down or whatever, you look at that and so I am good. I can right. do yeah. it in yeah. the right <laughs> situation. Sure. <laughs> you know, you feel a little bit down on yourself. Um the, yeah, there was like ten people who you'd recognise sure. the names of mm -hmm. on that list. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Why are we talking about racing? Yeah, I know. Like it's lame. You can look all this stuff up. <laughs> What'd you have for breakfast? Ah, uh, Cliff Bar. Ugh, you gotta stop hanging out with Lally. Yeah. Well, no, because it's I like had a team karting days. thing. Oh yeah, I saw that. So Who did you win? I saw you were on pole in the picture. I won. I won. I won. I won. I won. So we and I started like at the back and I had two massive accidents. <laughs> 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 so me and my crew chief Steph, he used to race Formula Renault. Yep. French guy, do you know? I know. Yep. Um, he's awesome. Um, and we had won like the heat races and the qualifying and everything, so we're like right reverse grid. And this was like a fair. this is like a Delta Wing karting yeah, event. Yeah, it was a Delta yeah. Wing thing at Atlanta Motorsports Park, which yeah. is actually pretty cool. It's cool. Not bad. Did you dig get a chance to go around the track? No, it's, it's ridiculous. They're doing yeah. it up. They've yeah. got like this whole pit area thing that they've yeah. done now. It's awesome. Oh yeah, they built like a proper mm. building and everything. Yeah. So this was like an arrive and drive karting. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's supposed to be like a autobahn in Chicago, uh, kind yeah, of doing or Monticello thing. thing. Yeah. And it's 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 basically like yeah, it's like forty five minutes to the left of Road Atlanta. You know, yeah. it's the same distance sort of from... But they have a little karting facility that you can do they have drive the and drive. One of the yeah. fastest go-kart tracks in the country. Cool. Like yeah, and it's like really quick. up and down. Yeah, and really it's crazy cool. elevation. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Steph said to me as we we're going to the start, because we started at the back, he's like, you know, there's going to be like massive shunts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, there's not. And then there's the two ladies, you know, in my line at the front because we're starting in reverse order. And I'm like, okay, you have to be careful not to scare them, right? Because they've never done yeah. it before. And it's fast. And it's and fast. Yeah. And no you come down, you yeah. know this, you yeah. come over the hill and down into that right. hairpin and uh, everybody just crashed into <laughs> each other. <laughs> I went sideways into Rich, who's the biggest guy on our team. He must be like 250, 300 pounds. I don't know, weights very well. And I hit him sideways on. I nearly came out of the car and it winded me. <laughs> And then I was going so slow, I nearly couldn't right. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> it doesn't like, do much. Stay on the track. <laughs> Petite was fine. Yeah. 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 Um, if only they ran Petite today, it was a lovely day. So it was uh, like a team, team yeah, building. Team building thing. Yeah, and it was actually a lot of fun. Formula Renault. What? What? Well, what, what, what? I know. I, look, what are you doing? There's the occasional moment of racing. Like, if we're going to talk about racing with Kat, let's talk about the fact that she's driving like the craziest car ever built. I want to. I just want to get into one thing because I do think it's admirable. No, I'm serious okay. I, because okay. this this is something the kids. Because this is about the kids, as you know. You keep bringing the kids up. No, but the kids I think this, this is going to be like forty-year-old soccer moms on Twitter that listen. It's to this. entirely possible. And then cats fans. And Mike Hedlund. <laughs> it's going to be Mike Hedlund on Twitter criticizing everything we do. He's be like that. Ever's like kids got to go. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably right. He's <laughs> probably right. Uh, no, because because basically, uh, as I understand it, you know, your your Formula Renault career. You know, finances like we all know. Four like races kinda, it lasted. Yeah. Well, so I got into racing cars because I won a scholarship. Okay. So out of karting, I finished third in the championship. I won a scholarship to do um, a Formula Ford thing at right. Silverstone where I learned how to drive. Actually, it was Paul Edwards. Do you know Paul Edwards? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He taught me how to drive a racing car in my mom's <laughs> Renault Laguna on the outroads so <laughs> I saw him yesterday <laughs> did you really yeah he was coaching at, he was coaching at Coda really yeah. I wouldn't even know what he looked like now <laughs> yeah yeah, he's still there sketchy he's still doing it um, and then um, we <coughs> couldn't afford to do anything so we we bought our own Formula 4 Junior Championship you know 1600 six and wings and we ran another kid to help fund it 
And I won a few races. I got pole a couple of times. Loved it. Didn't think anything of it. Um, then did Formula Renault. We, we got promised a sponsorship um, by this guy who, as anybody in racing knows, you get a lot of people come to you and promise you stuff and talk a lot. And it very rarely actually happens. Um, which is one of the bad things about racing. But anyway, um, so I did the first four races. Second race, I got pole and I was in a good car. And actually, I had an off um, after that in a test day. And I cracked the tub. And nobody knew what was wrong, but I knew that I sucked. <laughs> 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 and it wasn't until after the fourth race w where we run out of money that yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, you've got a great tub. <laughs> and then I raced the car of almost certain death. We nicknamed it the Car of Almost oh, Certain Death. Yeah, that's yeah. a good name to that's have for a yeah. race car. I like <coughs> the yeah. It was a Formula 3 car at Rockingham. You may have seen mm -hmm. it. I've had a few big chunks. Oh, so the Formula <laughs> Ford. I had at Spa, I had one of the biggest assets you've ever seen in the Old Rouge. I I didn't know what I was doing, right? I was like 19 and stupid. And uh, instead of hitting the guy in front of me with the nose box that we filled with foam so I could do that. Right, right. <laughs> um... I lifted through a rouge, lost it, went into the gravel on the left, went into the gravel on the right, barrel rolled like 12 times Oof. up a rouge. That was my first one. I've had three. I think I've had three. might have had more, but I've hit the wall too many times to realize. Um, and then in the car of almost certain death at Rockingham, I went over the chicane and the front popped up and then it flew. Yeah, and it went it over. Just I just watched that video. There you go. <laughs> oh, you wow. yeah. Yeah. It, it basically it was like a blowover. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It was on YouTube? Right? Yeah. yeah. With Catherine Leg Rockingham? Uh, Catherine Leg Flies is what it's titled. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. It's got 53,000 views. One. <laughs> All right. 53,000. That's way more than people are going to. I wonder if they've got the Formula Ford one. Put Catherine Leg Formula Ford Spa. I, that's what I typed in and got this. All right. Yeah. Um, um, they should have. They can have like an hour-long video of all my crashes. It's <laughs> like carnage going around. It's development. No, but where right? it's, it's yeah. how you learn yep. the hard way. Where I was going, this is that you know you you you'd done a certain amount in Europe with with open wheel, but as far as I understood, it sort of <coughs> the money dried up and yeah, you know no on to working as an economist and then. Uh, <laughs> well, I was working in a bank. I was a bank manager actually. Nice. <laughs> okay. My dad had met Vicky O'Connor, and um, she had spoken to him about the ladder series over here and what to do and. Um, she said, well, actually, um, Kevin Kalkoven, who runs the Champ Car Series, will be in England buying Cosworth, as you do, you know, next week. You just pop Shook over. And couch cushions and yeah. So I do my CV thing. I print it out again, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning because I'm working every day. CV Godson. means resume uh, to those right. in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. sorry. That's all right. It's like rubbish. I always read that and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. What Curriculum what vitae. It sounds right. Actually, it's, it's um, Latin. Oh, so I believe it's not even I may be speaking. <laughs> 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 may be speaking. Anyway, over here it's called a resume. <laughs> resume A. E. 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 <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm gonna turn up at Cosworth. <laughs> Say hey, can I speak to Kevin Calcoven? Excuse please? me. <laughs> you know the multi-billionaire <laughs> yeah. guy that's buying your car. I just, I, I just want to. I just want five minutes with him. <laughs> can I talk to the president? And was that your honest like sort of fix? Like yeah, I'll just pop on in and well say my hey. Dad. You, you know, it was my dad again. My dad's places. like, why, why not? And I'm like, I mean, you don't understand the cold sweats and how awkward this is. I mean, it's one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do for sure. sure. Like do turning up in places where you think that everybody's going to think that you're a complete freaking weirdo so yeah I, I stand there and you know the lady on the front desk is like 
what the hell's going yeah, on here? Like this <laughs> twenty year old right. just showing up. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until I see him because like I'll see him walk out at some stage today and then I'll be <coughs> able to talk to him. So anyway. are you wearing your driver's suit? No. Oh, I should okay. have that would have been a good Right, just to be right. like, Hey, here's what's up. Really hit the point on. Yeah. Like, oh, but I'm God. sat in reception for a good amount of time, I don't even remember what it is. But um his daughter, Kirsty, and his girlfriend at the time, now wife Kim, um, have me in to talk to them just as you know, like, okay, let's get rid of her or deal with it. Or right. he's buying a freaking multi-million dollar pound company. Sort of right. busy. Sort of busy. Um, and I get talking with them. And actually, Kirsty, his daughter, said, do you know what, Dad? I think this girl is worth talking to. <coughs> and so he came in and he talked to me for like three minutes. And he was, you know, very abrupt with me. And sure. very like, why, what, Because well, I assume he hears about it. like, ah, please, somebody else, please deal with this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But my thing was like, I just want to know <coughs> what you think I should do. I really want to race in Champ Car. I really want to do Atlantics. Like, how do you think I should go about it? I really value your opinion. You know, please, you know, tell me how you think I should go about this. Like, what should I do? Right. And uh, anyway, they sent me packing. <laughs> 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 about two weeks later, um, I get a phone call from Jim Griffith of Polestar. Yep. Um, Kevin Kalkova wants us to test you. Can you come to Phoenix, funnily enough, um, on Friday? And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> so can I borrow some money? Yeah. <laughs> I need a fa- I need an airplane ticket. And um, got on a plane to Phoenix again. It was Firebird. Uh, did a test with Polestar. They gave me a glowing reference to Kevin, and Kevin said, "Okay, you got the first six races in Atlanta." I went out and I won the first one. Right. And then it's crazy, and then the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah, but you know, Jim Griffith and Polestar were so freaking awesome to me. I lived with them for right. the whole year. Right. I really regret not keeping that friendship going. I think I got <coughs> all caught up in the whole champ car thing. And I'm a race car driver. Yeah, like way big too big. Yeah. Driving for Newman Haas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like the most awesome people sure. on the planet. And I've got lots of love and respect for them. And I really regret kind of like letting that fade. And right. I probably well, should like that. I remember that race in, in Long Beach in 05, which was sort of the, mm-hmm. the big breakout. And, you know, I'm sitting there in the stands with my dad. and, and uh, Daddy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, the the lineup in 05 in Atlantics, you know, there were a few names. Like, okay, these are clearly the guys are going to be. And then there's There was only probably six drivers yeah, that were any good, exactly, to, be, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah, and, okay. you know, and, and it was like, okay, Charles Olsman's here. He's going to just mop the field <laughs> with everybody. Like everybody. And, uh, and then there's some chick. I've never heard of her, but whatever. She crashed and in qualifying. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, you know, Who should I say that? And this <laughs> was the that our seventh? <laughs> yep. Bomb. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Who'd have thought this? Sorry. Little English Sorry, dame. Sorry, daddy. It's a lady, <laughs> apparently. Uh, wow. But no, my point is like, you know, uh, Danica had just come out of Atlantics at that point. This was her first year in IRL, and she'd done a couple years in Atlantics, and she was obviously good, but yep. short of a pole position, she hadn't won. and. Mm-hmm. And she like finished third, right? Was that her best? Result? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then she got one pole, as I remember. And and uh, and you know, most of us had literally never heard of you. You show up, and then out of nowhere, somehow you end up in in first, and none of us knew who you were or even how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> and uh, and that sort of just set it off because you had a couple wins there that year. Yeah. And um, finished third in the championship. Yeah. And then straight to Champ Car. Well, then. Better up. Um. Actually, the end of that year, I. Tested the A1 GP car for Great Britain. That's right. And you Dubai. tested a F1 car, right? 
as well. Tested Tested Minardi. Minardi. Yeah. Um, actually, Paul Stoddard and Kevin were really close at that time. Okay. And Paul was angling for me to do the Formula One drive. Yeah. And then he sold it to Red Bull. So that oh was my right. one tiny glimpse at F1. And then I had to do a test for the Champ Car drive. And there was like... Ryan DL, Ryan Briscoe, Frank Montani, all these guys. And then there's me, and I'm driving <laughs> from Orlando Airport with Frank Montani, and I'm like, I'm going to suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was my first my first full year Sebring? of racing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Wow. Well, my first <laughs> full year of racing. Yeah, that's a Go to Sebring. Sebring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd done one full year of racing in Atlantics, and it hadn't been against, like, a real deep field. Right. And I, I learned a lot, but it was, I wasn't Well, and then really you have to ready. jump into one of the most brutally physical cars on the most brutally physical track. Dude, I could yeah. do six laps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got out, and then Jim Griffith was actually there, bless him. And I remember because I'm like pounding power bars and energy drinks in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm going to get And they're like, new tires, and I'm like, I'm going to die. Do you have any whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> and Jim was like, you could do this. Just like, oh, number two. Suck yeah. it up. Yeah. And uh, actually, he never swore. So anyway, I did suck it up. And Kevin Kalkoven said to me, all you have to do is match the time. You don't have to beat the time. If you match the time, you've got the drive. And I matched the drive. I matched the time. And then he got on his plane and he left. And I'm like, did I get the drive? Did uh, I not get the drive? Did I get the drive? I, no? I would have been happier if you told me he had like a jet pack. And he just disappeared. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've done so yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a shock. Yeah, new tires. I could literally do t sort of six laps. And then... I went and visited him. He had the place in Aspen, a couple of places in Aspen. Calcoven you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it was like that Christmas, Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. And he said, okay, you've got the ride. And I'm like, yay, where's the nearest gym? Yeah. <laughs> Just going to go do uh, a thousand push-ups. Exactly. Yeah. I literally spent all day, every day in the gym until the beginning of the season. Like I was doing two, three workouts with, with yeah. Jim Leo of Pit Pit. Yeah. Now, was that the kind of the lone path you were on? It was, you know, you had a decent year in, in Atlantic, and so now straight to Champ Car. Was there, you know, were there IRL opportunities? Was there interest Yeah, in I got offered IRL. Before I signed the deal with Kevin, actually, I got offered... Um, a deal with IRL when Danica went to IRL they wanted somebody to go and yeah. they'd be like girl on girl you know who doesn't love that yeah <laughs> there's a large command if a you want big industry. to look in my uh, browser history I do not no <laughs> I really don't no, no one I don't even want to touch your keyboard now <laughs> <laughs> if I don't shake hands when we leave just logical. sitting where you are, you're already pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're not Asian, so you're fine. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not your type. Yeah, that's yeah. your favorite. I mean, I'm a guy, so I'm almost there. <laughs> what? Why is that a problem? No, Why laugh here? Nothing. Go on. So anyway, yeah. moving. So Back to on. car racing. Um, yeah, let's talk more about that. What were we saying? Where were we? <laughs> We're talking about how you got offered it. You got an You said oh yeah. you were offered And I was like, no, Kevin's been so awesome to me go. that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do that. And in hindsight, like career-wise, that probably would have been the best thing for me to do. But I was very loyal, as I am still today. Like I remain a very loyal person. Sure. And um, I did the Champ Car thing. And I'm glad I did in a way because Champ Car was the most awesome racing car on the planet yeah, ever. It was brutal and yeah. manly and it, it was just just a raw race car to drive. A little right. off exactly. topic or kind of jumping ahead, but why don't you think current indie cars are like the same platform? I don't know. Because it's not like they were making numbers that we can't make. You know, right? power and, and grip levels and design for aero. Like, why isn't it not spec 
you know, the Renard big spec. tires yeah, exactly. and the big turbo engine. That's not where the cost is coming from. I mean, nine horsepower isn't that much horsepower in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you can buy no, a Jeep no. with 500 oh, horsepower. And they were able to do I it. I know, but yeah. don't do that because it's still in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, why do you think that is? I don't like, know. But honestly, I mean, I had that big accident <coughs> in the Lola. And to this day, the Lola Champ car was just iconic, sure. epic. I mean, panels did a great job when they did when Their they came in and did it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, to me, the 2006 Lola year was the most brutal, fantastic race car that you could ever want to drive. Right. Sure. And I don't know why they didn't do that anymore. But it seems like a lot of the ladder series and everything as well, they don't make racing cars like they used to. Well, I'll, I'll say this in general across all forms of everything except apparently drag racing, which doesn't really count. But like NASCAR, you have 950 horsepower. Yeah. You and go 208 miles an hour at some tracks. And then at sports car racing, for some reason, we're kind of stuck on this 500 range. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, like look, 185, it's they're like... They're not putting yeah. out for Le Mans, where they're trying to detune them a little bit. But Le Mans cars are getting Well, they're there, getting scary but fast. But it's like, why aren't we there. going scary fast? Yeah. And that's the way racing should be. People want to see something that they don't see every day. Right. Um, it, it was popular before because it was dangerous. It was extremely fast, extremely loud. It was a spectacle. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not in a lot of places anymore. Like, there's a big uproar about F1 cars right now because they yeah, don't because sound good. Yeah, they're so neutered. And, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it used to be something that if you did not put earplugs in, you were going to be in pain. Yes. Because it was and so I loud. Love that. And it's visceral, and that's what gets people to go, whoa, I want to see that. Right. Like, My dad told me, took me to the um, touring car, British touring car championship mm -hmm. back in the day where they were like souped up proper road cars. You know, like I remember cheering for the Renault Laguna because my mom had a Renault Laguna. <laughs> but they would crash into each other. It was a show. It was yeah. like a big, meaty car with lots of power and, you know, you see him up on smoking two Joe Will. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they, it's, Joe you know, Winklehawk, were you going to say? Smoking Joe. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what Yaka I mean? It was, was the man, and yeah. Cleland and all those guys. Like it was cool. Back then it yeah. was really cool. And everybody says, oh, there's way more things to do now. No, it's just, it's not as cool anymore. Like, you watch yeah. a Formula One race now, or even, like, I would love to do NASCAR. Like, I really would. But I watched the race yesterday, and I actually dozed off a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know, it's, it's well, not the same. <laughs> Any car 2015 um, has brought out a really interesting debate on spectacle versus safety. And you're seeing sort of an old guard, new guard kind of debate. And, and that's the thing I don't know that's being talked about. Uh, you know, you have a guy like Robin Miller going nuts about like, well, in my day, people drove dangerous and that's how it was and it was awesome. Right, but and they then also you've got the world was flat. <laughs> in the 60s, yeah. In his and, day, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got other people going, well, nah, I don't want to see anybody get killed. And it's kind of, it's, right. and there's a level of danger that's just stupid. Like, you know, 25 cars in one, you know, 50 meter pack sure. for it going to 30. Okay, so here's my take on yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm I probably don't have yeah. enough information to actually have an opinion. You know, it's like voting in the election. You actually nobody really has enough information that yeah. they actually you should have an opinion, but they do anyway. So yeah. I'm going to anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is America. You don't have to sell us. You can sell, right. Say whatever you want. <laughs> say whatever I want. Yeah. Um, freedom of speech. So I think that places like Cota where there's lots of runoff and everything, there is no downside to making mistakes. Yeah. I yeah. like I don't like that. Road America and 
you know, old school tracks where you have to have a healthy respect yeah. for where you're racing and what you're doing. Because at those speeds, even if you're in the safest car on the planet, if something goes wrong, I was just lucky, right? That was all it was. Yeah, I was Road lucky. In your Road America. In my crash at Road America. That has nothing to do with anything else apart from luck. But I think that racing is dangerous. It should be dangerous. There is an element of danger to it. We should make it as safe as possible. Absolutely. We shouldn't take silly risks. You know, I had that heart to heart with my dad. I said, um, please don't in any way feel responsible or sad. I was doing what I love and I I was lucky that I had that heart to heart with him. But I, I accept the risk when I get in. But I also have a healthy respect for it. I know when I'm going wheel to wheels with somebody on an oval who I can go wheel to wheel with, who I can't. You know, the personalities and everything involved. And you know what danger you put yourself at. But that's not to say that they shouldn't make the cars as safe as possible to stop these things happening. I really believe that there is not enough focus put on the safety of the cars. But, you know, you look at the tracks and everything, and I do think that in they should have safer barriers. Safer barriers yeah. were awesome. But I don't think that it should be made so... It should still be bland. Scary. Well, okay, right, so it should still be... Well, there should still be, still be consequences. Okay, exactly. let's, let's put you on the spot then. So if you're going to make that claim, and, uh, and I'm serious here. So Indy 500 this year disappointed a lot of people, particularly qualifying, because we didn't get anywhere close to the speeds and right. we further neutered the cars because we had people, you know, people go on airborne. Yeah. So... If, what if... Uh, and I don't think they did enough to stop them going airborne. Well, I, I, I don't think anybody would argue that. But, but at the same time, if, if IndyCar turned around today and said, okay, Indy, we're going we're gonna to turn up the boost, we're not going to restrict everything, and we're going to go for 240 mile an hour lap times because clearly the downforce levels, the horsepower, it's all there. We're awesome. capable of doing it. It's about time. time. Let's sure. do it. So sure. I was just saying, knowing... We could easily see cars go through the fence. Mm -hmm. Would you be cool with that? Absolutely. And you would get in that car? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't <coughs> agree with the way the cars were flying and everything. Sure. And you never saw that in the old, you know, like we were talking about the old yeah, tram the old cars. Tram and the old sure, sure. They didn't do that. If you crashed, you crashed hard. Yeah. But you knew what was going to happen. In th in those, this year, you didn't know what was going to happen because they were going airborne and that's what's the, the that's scary thing. That's when you have no control. And I understand yeah. that. And I never had that fear of going airborne. The right. fear I had was fire. Like, that's the thing yeah. that freaks me out. Um, but I think, yes, absolutely, they need to go 240, and you ne do need to have a healthy respect for it. And I always approached Indy in anything right. that I did with, you know. So if the, and if that danger at Indy increases tenfold, you won't And care. that's why I think that, honestly, it's bad, and it's, almost, it's disgusting to me that they let some of the people race that they do because sure. they're dangerous. I and that. they should park them. And they're okay, they did this year park a few people because they were dangerous. Right. But I don't think that you should be put at risk by other people or right. by the equipment. I think that it should be you're pushing the car and the equipment to the edge and it's under your control whether you put yourself in that risk or not, not down to somebody else. I went to Fontana two years ago or three years ago because I was racing the Lamborghini race the following morning. Awesome. What's that? Was that when I, I was like P4 and then I actually... That was 2013. Yeah. You came out to that, didn't you, for GMG at Fontana? Yeah. 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 Well, and I go to the Thank IndyCar you. races in Fontana because I actually am a fan. Okay, so you're like we one of awesome. 20 people. I am one of the <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I, like, um, I, I have very little business in IndyCar. Were you, but I were you in that race? What was yeah. it, 2012? Were you in 2013? 2013. I was like running P4 behind Kanan and I couldn't get past him. He was so, he was so nice. good at like knowing where I was going. And then I had a bad pit stop and actually I hit Justin. And so Justin and I were friends and... Um, 
I hit him on the yellow. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> entirely proud of that. I'm catching the field and I hit him on the yellow. And I'm fine, right? You did My it car up is fine. You're I giving didn't. him a business. And, um, but it broke his gearbox. Like, I must have just hit him, like, right in the r- right spot. Just knocked something dumb yeah. off, right? Yeah. And at the end, I go up to him and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Because I had a really good, like, a decent race yeah. for the car that I was driving. And uh, he said, Catherine, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> 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 no! wow. I'm just going to go uh, put a stake in my heart <laughs> behind this trailer over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I remember standing in turn one, because I, I always try to find a speed visual at racetracks. Yeah. And what I find is that if you follow the car from the moment it enters your eye past you and away, you don't get a good true sense of how yeah. fast something's going. Versus but if you space. look at it yeah. going past you, so if you're yeah. looking as they come by you and you see it, and I was like, these guys are getting shot out of a gun. Yeah. And I think yeah. I tweeted something like, these guys are absolutely modern-day gladiators. Yeah. Guys and girls I think are modern-day gladiators because that is an arena of, like, I'm and going for this. It's scary because is, you yeah. hit that bump and, you know, yeah, it's scary. My mom actually, she came to Indy 2012, the first I year know, I did I was it. I that one. And... Um, she doesn't come to a lot of my races. She came to like maybe two champ car races. She says it's dirty, dangerous, noisy, smelly. Yeah. And like, why would anybody want to? <laughs> She's right. She's, She's absolutely right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing rookie orientation, and uh, I I finish that. I come down pit lane. I'm walking down pit lane. It's quite a long walk. And she's coming the other way, and she's got her big sunglasses on. You know, like Could Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> but I can see Get that she's upset. She's crying, and I'm like. Okay, she's, I mean, she's just cleaned my apartment, done all my washing and everything, but I say, she's <laughs> freaking awesome. I love my mom. Just to try and stay away from the racetrack, she turns up and she, I'm like, what What has daddy said to me? <laughs> what <Right>? happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. And she said, no, Catherine. She said, they're going so fast. And she's shaking. no idea, yeah. Absolutely. You stood in pit line and you yeah. see those cars go by and you have no idea. And you know what? She was a nervous wreck. She my apartment's never been so clean. She stayed at home. <laughs> she so she never went back the whole month? Um, she went back for the race and she paced up and down in the garage drinking gin and tonic. <laughs> trying I to like get through Can it. I hang out with your mom? Like, yeah, you next time we go to a race, she's, she's my wingman. And you know what I thought? I thought, I'm really sorry that I had you over. I thought it would be good for you so to see my race it, yeah. and you would enjoy it. But actually, it just scared so the living day and I she hates it. Exact same uh, situation my mom at Petit Le Mans 04 which we talked about before with Andy and Spence or we talked about with Spence was yeah. the first year I ran LMP2 and I had no <laughs> business being out there and I'd only done like four races in my career and it's like hey let's go do Petit Le Mans <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm on track and night practice and you know at night everything seems even faster than it is yeah. and mm-hmm. my mom like walks down to turn one in a p2 car that's pretty fast you in know it's like yeah. down one down gear back to back it you know and uh she goes down to turn one she's like standing on the fence and i'm driving by and so i get out of the car we just did like the minimum laps or something and i come back to the fence like i'm getting out and she's standing at the fence i go up to her and she's like bawling yeah. and she's like you were going so fast i was so nervous i'm like oh really like i didn't see that kn- it doesn't yeah. even regi- <laughs> it doesn't even register <laughs> with you, you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you see them and i mean i can't even Im- i'm not a parent so i can't imagine what it's like for them but it's so I'm here's a very strange question go which of course is going to come from me but so you're sort of at a kind of in in the next chapter of your career, you know, there, there may still be opportunities in IndyCar here and there, but I would say mm-hmm. largely, you know, sports cars are probably the direction for you for the next Absolutely. few years. Um, and, you know, and you look at a guy like Andy, like Spencer, and so much of that career is driven on 
being a co-driver, finding that that guy who wants to be with you to to race or girl, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, and that's an area where you know some people would argue that a female with talent has advantages over other people because she's more marketable, whatever. Disadvantages, but actually. In sport, but so here's my question, is going into sports cars where so much of it is finding that funded co-driver, that wealthy businessman, that 19-year-old rich Who kid. Who doesn't want to drive with a girl yeah, and be so shown up by a girl. That's my question, is, oh, is this the challenge that's ahead of you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't yet come across that because, well, I say I haven't, but I kind of have. Right. Um. But yes, I see that. You know, you see these guys and they don't want a girl teammate because they don't want a girl telling them what to do, one, right. or being quicker than them, two. Right. So, yes. Or even part three. Which Take a really strong man to be able to do that, even in yeah. this day and age. What if they just don't think you're good enough because you're a girl? I'm sure you come across that, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of different well, elements like facing you know, at you there. The, the sort of the dark underbelly of the sports car is so much about lifestyle. So, it's not even about being shown up by a girl, but... Let's face it, a guy is not going to call you up and say, hey, let's go to the strip club, which is sometimes part oh, of the... Well, we went to the club on that. I would argue that. Would, that. I'm I would argue would, that. But I'm saying, think about the, a good majority of the 20-year-olds who show up as part of the Lucky Sperm Club. Who cares about them? Beca- well, she should, <laughs> in the sense that, that... Or you should, for that matter, because they're the ones who are going to fund you. No, I don't, factory, I don't right? care about them. I care about their dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Um... <laughs> Because her dad's the one I'm going to have to talk to on the phone about how it's but going. Why is this working and out? And what's going on. But I'm saying, like, it's not a matter of whether <laughs> what's you're... What's your intentions? It's not a matter of whether you're game. <laughs> it's a matter of whether a guy's going to be comfortable asking you to, like, exactly. go be a dude with him. Um, and, uh, I think I do being a dude quite well. I'm not arguing you, but a guy has to know you to know that. Right. But I think it's more <laughs> why you're looking at me, like, strangely. No, I mean, I just was thinking, you know, you and I... We're teammates last year for a race. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I think yeah, I said this. Yeah, but you get it. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Poor thinking guy. You're right. <laughs> He's single, ladies. Um, <laughs> but, like, right away, I didn't think of Kat as a girl right. or a guy. I thought of her as a driver. Race driver. Or as a driver. Right. But at the same time, I know, and I know this for guys and girls, but I know of girls at race that aren't there because they should be right right they're there because they're marketable or somebody majority of unfortunately that is and they let the side down i come through immigration last time i came through immigration you know they say you've got a p1 visa and this is fixed with the racing team and they're like oh you're a racing driver is that like an all girls league thing (laughs) no does that still happen oh yeah and they're like oh they let the girls race with the boys and i'm like yeah they do that now it's like 2015. (laughs) they do that now and they're like you must know danica patrick (laughs) 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 i'm like yeah we're besties (laughs) you do know her you actually know you do know danica right i mean it should be good there's like four of you you have to know we had a moment you know we had we had a thing you showered together (laughs) wait whoa she did say girl on girl earlier right (laughs) that was her words right i don't really know danica i know know her parents a little bit and i know her a little bit but you can get a call back I've never never called her. Yeah, but you could get a call back. If you yeah, if you I called, hey, it's Catherine. I don't Legg. think so. Absolutely. She'd be no, like, anyway. oh, oh no, I don't. No, want to no, no. She'd be like, okay, I gotta see what this is all about. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a bet. Right. Um. Although I don't think either one of us took the took a side on this bet, but basically we have a segment. Uh, we What's have one segment that we do, in which uh, the previous guest asks a question of the next guest. Okay. And then you're gonna pass this on. Right. 
Um, so our previous guest was a gentleman named Andy Lally. Oh, not he got to ask me a question? Not sure if you're familiar with him. He does. He does get to ask you a question. Mr. Eversley, what was this question? Catherine. <laughs> you know, it's definitely Cat. I wrote it down as Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be dramatic. Don't ruin it. Sorry. Cat. Cat. Hey, yo, what's the worst teammate you've ever had? Sorry, who's the worst teammate you've ever had? Sebastian Bourdais, douchebag. <laughs> I wow. thought she would say it. <laughs> she, was, she didn't waste. You didn't hesitate for a second. Call him a D-bag. Nicely done. Okay, well, Spinest high five. Oh. To your credit, we both didn't think you'd answer. Yeah. Really? So, uh, Bob Varsha passing question. it along. So, Bob Varsha, we're having lunch with him tomorrow. The lovely Bob. So Is he? Bob, Bobby V. Oh, he's very nice. Well, I know that, but. Yeah. I don't really know robots. So yeah. I know, yeah. um, <laughs> so I know a lot of them quite well. But Bobby is one that them? I really not spent a lot. You people, you know, like the you iconic what do you mean TV, them? iconic TV. Some have raced, some haven't raced. You know, it's like it's a thing. Okay. Do you know much about Bob? I don't. All right, well, and I don't know Bob very well at all. Well, if you well, download the episode, yeah, um, episode, you'll be able to check well, it out. Will likely be episode four on November eighteenth. I'll be 18th. listener number sixteen. Easy, it's hey, maybe twelve. Yeah, maybe, like after intermediate family. Although this, you know, like <laughs> the thing is, this episode might bring the audience back after the way we opened the episode with Andy Lally. See, it would be really easy <laughs> if it was like Brian Till or somebody. I'd be like, dude, I've got a question for Brian. You know, not that not taking anything. We actually wanted to get Till, and we're thinking about getting him for next year. Yeah. And we also try to get Calvin, but Calvin's going to like Europe yeah, yesterday oh, yeah? for like a so month. So you'd have so a question because I know them, right? You know, like sure. I, since well, the ninety days, ten years. That makes us all the more awkward. The, yeah, kind of liking it. Right. Which this is, is actually like better Bob, because I'm, like, I'm still like, hello, Bob. So like me, check yes or no. Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> um, it's nice to this, see you again. This might be better, though, because you should ask him something really odd yeah. and off the cuff that he's like, oh, uh, okay, Catherine, well, I don't Is that like, your Bob Barsha impression? I have no impression of Bob <laughs> well, Barsha. So I don't even know. I like my it. question to Bob <coughs> would be, is that your everyday voice? Or do you do like a voiceover voice? Mm, I'm going to say what we said to Andy's question. Like, no. I think that's a decent question. Try again. No, I actually think uh, I like that it, It's his everyday voice. Yeah. I, I, I can it answer the question for you. I can answer okay. for you, yes. Do you have your loo roll over or under? What's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I oh, mean her loo roll. Toilet so paper. So there's this thing that's... Okay. Toilet paper. Okay. Over or under. Let's say loo roll to see if he knows what the fuck she's talking about. So Annie and I <laughs> have this thing. And I actually yeah, showed him a YouTube, we know. Right? We YouTube know. video. <laughs> it's like it has to come over and then... I go into so the bathroom and I just move it, and then he moves America, it back. You're talking about toilet paper being <laughs> rolled under or or under exactly. or over. Lou, no one's gonna know what Lou, Lou roll means. <laughs> like, is that like a jazz singer? <laughs> Lou roll. Um, no, but that's actually not my genuine <laughs> question. Um, that's just the weirdest thing I think of at the time. I had day one. Yeah. I had a good thing, and Three I three in the can. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hardest thing he's ever had to say on air? Winklehawk. Winky. Winkles. What is the hardest thing he's ever had to say on the air? Penis. Well, because that could go down a very dark path, though. Penis. Because he's uh, seen some tragedy. I yeah, you know uh, what? That's a good point. So, But no, that's a good question if we don't want it to be funny. Yeah, it's yeah. actually. Well, because I don't think the Barsha one's going to go down the he, funny route. He he, I think he'll he surprise be. you. I hope He's so. actually got a good sense of humor. Yeah. yeah, he's a funny dude. I'm not dying denying that. I just, who knows? Um, but yeah, I bet you, you know, he's going to have, like, He's going to have Senna. 
Yeah. You know what I Greg mean? Greg Moore. Yeah. He, oh, no, no. Uh, that was, uh, what's his face? That would have been like uh, Bob Jenkins or something. That was Paul Page. Yeah, or Paul Page. Yeah. Right, because I have said the F word tonight. So like don't when you're feel on bad. Word, Everyone else. My apologies. Okay, Mr. maybe Derek he doesn't like. have two glasses of wine when he's doing the broadcast. But However, you kind of inspired us that there now is a mandatory. I think it's going to be a drinking with dinner yeah. thing. Yeah. Drinking it's with dinner. Like yeah. Much better. DWD. So you have a uh, actual pretty cool set of tires on your car. They're the most expensive Continental tires ever made. On the Delta Wing. For the Delta Wing. Yeah, because yeah. they're custom size, they're own mold. small so batch, and it's a really odd mold size. Yeah. So you have the distinct honor. Congratulations. Of having the Are most you just expensive. To Continental here? I am because Might they're be. sponsoring our show, but also <laughs> that is a true <laughs> statement because I remember when they got the deal to do the car, I heard from one of the guys there. It was like, great. These are going to cost us an arm and a leg, which yeah. they probably do. They do, yeah. But you've gotten to use them. They do a great job. So cool. I was always a girl. Because I had a relationship with since I was driving with um, Champ Car and yeah. And Al Spire then moved to. By the way, we're gonna beep. Yeah, that Never all out. Yeah, because yeah. uh, your boy. Well, no, no, no. Let me get to the. Let me get to the. Oh, he's that's like, boop. yeah, because yeah. once the beep. Beep. <laughs> Come on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting to a point. So I we ran on the Delta Wing, and I'm like, best tire ever. And then were there? Or were you just saying that because it's your boy works there and they're your? I had always one run them apart from when I went to some DTM, which mm -hmm. weren't weren't that great. Um, and then I came over and we did the we did the test at after Petite. It was like week after Petite last two years ago on the Continentals, and they were better than the. Wow. And I'm like, cool. damn! Who would have thought it? You know, but they did a really good job, and they're actually really good tires. So um, I was pleasantly surprised because I'd never really worked with Continental before, and uh, it's been nothing but a blessing. Well, they're good people. They're allowing us to have dinners like this with you. Yeah. And uh, crack. So, yeah. No, are you good? I'm good. Is there fun? anything else you want to talk fun. about? Last, anyone you want to. Yeah, I mean. Toilet paper. By the way, <laughs> well, that's what it's made for. I mean. Yep. Technically. <laughs> so oh, far, okay. we've alienated Sebastian Bourdais. We haven't alienated him. We've just, you know, yeah, we've put him on blast. Clear that yeah, put him on, the cat leg doesn't give a sh She could give two sh about you. And if I she mean, does, she'll use toilet paper. The yeah. thing about me is I would say the exact same thing to his face that I would say a girl. on yeah. here. Good. Totally. All right. Yeah. I'm with you. So, yeah, he was not a great teammate. Well, he's our fourth yeah. interview, so yeah. we'll see him after Varsha. We'll is that see. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, and again, thanks to Continental Tire for uh, making this happen, and I guess they're going to get the check. I'm finished. And there you have it, Catherine Legg. Pretty forthcoming when she has a, a couple glasses of wine. More power to her. So, continuing the tradition, we will play yet another band, this one called Citizen Cope. Uh, also available on iTunes. That's C-O-P-E. Um, there is a uh, album known as the Rainwater LP, which you can find, and a song called Keep Asking. Thought it would be a good closeout for this one, so rock on. Keep asking how long will 